Welcome, Mistorians. Host Austin Heave She and host Brenda She Her have been waiting for you. Come along for Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Everyone, welcome to 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> I was like, are we gonna make a 101 Dalmatians joke? I feel like we have to, but are we? But we have to, but are we? We have to. You're you're forgetting. I have the full collection of the McDonald's 101 Dalmatians promotional toys mm-hmm. in a special case with the certificate of authenticity. Mm-hmm. I love those fellas. So I, of course. I don't know why you say I'm for, do you mean the listener? You know I didn't forget that. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes. How could I would never assume you would forget about my collection of the 1996 101 Dalmatians McDonald's <laughs> certificate of authenticity. <laughs> Man, I listen and someone out there is like a certificate. Yeah, let me tell let me tell you. Let me tell you, you try and sell some shit to a real collector. I'm not talking about eBay. You try and sell some shit to a real collector, you have a certificate until they get that trash out of their face. <laughs> Where's your certificate? Where's the? Do you have a photo? How do I know this is real? Like they will laugh at you. It's why I know I can never sell any of my books that I have signed because I don't have a certificate. I didn't stop by Little yep. Booth at the end of New York City Comic Con where I could pay someone a hundred dollars to say, "Yep, this is that signature you got. I just watched all right." Because I was like, I don't need to yep. sell these. That also means I never can because no one will ever. Be- I saw some people take like a selfie. With them, like, nah, man, you're gonna lose that selfie. You gotta, if you're serious, mm-hmm. you gotta get, you gotta get it slabbed and never open it again. <laughs> yep, exactly. There was like a controversy where there was a store in downtown Disney that used to sell. Oh, sorry, Disney Springs at Disney World that used to sell like autographed mm-hmm. things. They had like you know movie memorabilia and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And one day they had someone come, like a, a celebrity, come in and see their signature. And like they looked at the object and they were just like, I never signed this. Oh That's not my, my god. And then the store shut down. <laughs> <laughs> Disney cut the cameras. <laughs> that gif of people yeah, panicked, like, like packing up all their stuff. <laughs> yep. That's pretty much how it was. They were like, get out of Dodge. Run. Run. <laughs> I never signed this in the store. We're closing for maintenance and never opening again. <laughs> Wait. Uh, they throw all of this <laughs> How did you all of this stuff into the water? What about all this stuff you said people sign? Have a g- g- d- Disney rific day. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've been to Disney once in the seventh grade. I don't remember how they treated people. I remember I paying too much for a pop. Oh, that hasn't changed. I'm sure. If anything that's gotten worse. I'm sure. Because you used to be able to just like you could buy like a commemorative 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 mm-hmm. cup. Mm-hmm. You could buy a commemorative cup one time mm-hmm. and then bring it back on your next trip and still use it mm. to get free refills. But now they have chips in them. Yeah, I'm yeah sure. they have chips in them <laughs> to stop you from doing it. So you see any like Disney person on TikTok who's like, you can just reuse your cup. You fucking can't reuse your cup. You can use it your won't cup. work. You can use your cup that day, maybe. Yeah, they're purposely lying to you. Damn. <laughs> like, it's a it's a Disney spiracy, everybody. Now that we're four minutes into this podcast, how are you, Brenda? Hanging in there. <laughs> Doing my best one leg at a time. <laughs> <laughs> 
fucking Garfield poster. Hang in there. What's up? What's up, pal? Um, Austin has given me permission to talk about what happened to my car. I I need I need it so clear, everyone, that I I don't have to give Brenda permission. Brenda is an adult. I don't want it to seem like I'm in charge here because we both know it's we both know we all know Brenda's in charge here. We all know Brenda's in charge. <laughs> I'm here. Please. So so I guess the news this week is my car got hit. Loving news. Yeah. <laughs> like I went to help a friend move. And then to do karaoke with the gang. So I'm at this karaoke bar. We have like 15 minutes left on the clock. I finally get to do a song because I didn't know how it how the karaoke machine works. So I kept trying to cue stuff up and not doing it correctly. So I finally did it. I get up there. I sing my song, Butterfly from Digimon, my go-to. And I, I see my friend get up. Dante, friend of the show. I see him get up. And he leaves the room on the phone. And I'm like, that's a little weird. I'm like, what's going on? And I finish my song. Dante comes back in. And he's kind of leaning over and doing like that thing where he has his like, hand pressed up to his, his lips. Like, mm-hmm. mm. And then he leans in. And he's just like, we have to go. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, someone hit your car. And I was like, someone hit my car? And then I turned back to the microphone. And I'm like, we have to go. Someone hit my car. Mind you, I am one soju deep. Not a, not a drink. Not a drink of no. soju. A whole, a whole uh, one, a, 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 a soju. <laughs> this stuff, if you haven't had have had soju before, this stuff is like, it can really, if you're not prepared for it, one, it tastes like juice, and two, it can really mess you up. Like, if you're not prepared mm. for, like, how much it's going to hit you and how much water you have to drink after you, you know, you, you drink it, mm-hmm. but it's super drinkable, doesn't hurt my tummy. I can usually avoid a hangover even if I drink a whole bottle, so I drank a whole bottle because I wasn't driving. Build, Build different. This, I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> my car is across the city you know like way far away i didn't drive here so mm-hmm. my car is like parked in front of my friend's house mm-hmm. and i hear she has been hit so i probably talk about my car more than most people talk about their cars i think austin mm-hmm. can corroborate this. it's true brenda's a car guy but not yes, I don't, but not some- in a way where like you fix cars in a way where like Brenda had read a love song about their car. I can tell you facts about cars. I can't fix one. But I can tell you, like, when you used to buy, like, a Saturn at a Saturn dealership, they would mm-hmm. clap. Fun. So, Wait. Anyway, <laughs> they would clap. Why would... Please they would continue. clap. <laughs> like, like, Evangelion, like, congratulations. Yep. They would all stand around you and be like, congratulations. You uh, did it. That is horrifying. That's terrifying. <laughs> That's a terrifying. Why would they? Why would they create that existential dread? Saturns are at their height when Evangelion is out. They wouldn't. What's yeah. wrong with this? Saturn was like, we have to like differentiate ourselves from other car companies. We have to like have mechanics in on the the design of this car. We have to make people feel like they're special. Like buying mm-hmm. a car isn't like a a a battle for your life. Mm-hmm. Like we want to make this the best experience ever, and we're gonna do that mm-hmm. by clapping when we sell you your car. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, speaking of Saturn, my car was, is, and always will be a 1996 Saturn SC2 in purple. I love this thing. This was my cousin's car. Then it was her sister's car. And then it was my car. I always wanted to drive this car. I fucking love this car. (laughs) She sat in a garage when I wasn't driving for eight years and she started right back up. This car is a little, she's so beefy, runs better than cars half her age. Like she's astounding. (laughs) As I said, Brenda could write a love song about their car. Exactly. I love my car. Her headlights pop up. It's great. Anyway, so I reached the scene of the crime. (laughs) 
my car, which was parked like on the side of the road, it's city mm-hmm. parking, you know, yeah. it was as close to the curb as possible. My car has mm-hmm. been pushed over a car's length by a giant boat of a white Mazda. Hate to see it. Yeah. So I get out of my friend's car. I run over. I see the guy and I'm like, what happened? And the guy's like, oh, I was like opening a Mountain Dew. And I was like, you're op- you were opening a Mountain Dew. Mind you, I'm drunk. <laughs> Yeah, Brenda has one so you in. I'm sorry. Yeah. If someone, if I walked up to someone drunk, my car pushed a car's length away from itself, and they were plot. And I'm like, "What happened?" They said I was opening a Mountain Dew. I would take a deep breath and say, "Okay, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're also in shock. You hit a car. I need you to say more words because if the <laughs> if the answer is just I was drinking Mountain Dew, I I will please tell me there are more <laughs> words." I, I'm, no. I'm going to give you one more chance because you just hit a car. You, you've had, you're yeah. probably having a whole thing to you were opening a mountain. Do- like I, I would not be, oh, so he- I would not be recording this. Show no, today. I would. I, would, I was, I would I was be really lucky. My, in my brain, I was just like, you got to keep it together, man. You're drunk. <laughs> like you, gotta, you, you can't throw hands. <laughs> the Kill Bill sirens blaring in your head. <laughs> It says that on the official police report that I got, I got the police report this morning. It says literally opening a Mountain Dew that was on the front seat. Damn. <laughs> like, that's what the police report says. Deranged. The cop had to be like, are you sure that's what you want me to write down? Yeah, you or something. <laughs> I run over to my car. I see the damage. Her back left bumper, you know, where the gas intake is, yeah. is like toast like crunched she's plastic she was one of the first plastic cars that they've made revolutionized it was revolutionary i kept telling this to everyone this whole night i kept picking pieces of her off the ground and being like you know this is one of the first plastic cars it was revolutionary (laughs) pieces of my car everywhere scattered about and i'm just like just my poor little baby has been pushed more than a car's length from where she was parked and she's she's not looking good chief so i'm standing there you know like i oh i peel her bumper or no the spoiler had been knocked up onto the roof so it was like half still attached and half on the roof and i just like looked at it and i looked at my friend i was like i'm gonna take the the spoiler and i just (laughs) popped it off and started walking towards the house and the cop's like hey you gotta stay out here i turned back and i'm like don't worry i'm just gonna put this on the porch (laughs) eventually like the tow guy comes he was really great his name's clint shout out to clint clint knows shout about the podcast clint. now clint you were great not mcelroy unless it yeah, was not- maybe <laughs> it was I wasn't not there he was just like yeah um they told the other guy's car because like that mazda fucked up that mazda could not drive away yeah and we look at my car and he's like do you think she can start and i was like you know i don't know so i hand my friend my keys because remember i'm drunk and i'm like mm-hmm. i can't drive right now even though we're just literally just seeing if she starts mm-hmm. i hand my friend my keys mm-hmm. he gets in the car she starts it's a miracle mm-hmm. she starts she drives a little bit. We park her. She's fine. We don't have to get her towed. Thank God. So we all kind of just like mm-hmm. stand around. I'm still picking up pieces and putting them in a bag. The night just kind of ends like that. Later. <laughs> Later on. <laughs> so it turns out this guy who hit me didn't have insurance. Incredible. So I get nothing. He told the cops that he wanted to make this right. So eventually he calls us. I tell him he has to talk to my mom because I don't know what I'll say. Sorry, sir. You're opening a Mountain Dew. I cannot yeah. talk to you. I am still so pissed. There's, there's some really sad stuff happening in his life right now that I'm not going to go into because he does, deserve, even though I'm super mad at him, he does deserve his privacy. Yeah. But anyway, at first he's like, I'm going to help you repair it. And I'm like, cool, great. Cool, cool, cool. That, that'll be fine. That's mm-hmm. all I need, really. 
Then he's like, actually, I'll buy her from you. And I was like, oh my God. Hey, buddy, did you miss the part where I was screaming my entire car's backstory at you? (laughs) (laughs) Did you miss my, did you miss my character backstory? Were you listening? Exactly. Literally like was in the snow. I had my hand on her bumper. I was just like, I leaned back and I'm screaming. My mom is on the phone with me at this time too. So she, she heard this happening. I'm just screaming at the guy. And I tell him, I was like, oh, my uncle fixed his car. She's like, I knew my blood engine, blah, blah, blah. She's been in my family for 30 years. Like, what part of this did you miss? Jesus. You want my, you think I'm just going to give you my car? A lot of money? No. What if he gave you his, his Mazda when he fixes it? His Mazda, well, his Mazda's toast. Like that thing was... Did, made it out of this interaction a lot worse than my Saturn because it was that whole front end and that thing was all fucked. I don't mountain. really know. All for a Mountain yeah, Dew. Yeah, all for a Mountain Dew. Do and it's do. like, dude, it was a it's a road with a speed limit of twenty five miles per hour. He was not driving twenty five miles per hour. It's like at least like forty five to fifty miles per hour. Incredible. to hit my car hard Incredible. enough to push her that far. Yeah, and so. The guy decides he wants my car. He like looks up the Kelly Blue Book, which is like the standard for like car pricing. And he looks up the bare minimum that he could give me for my car, which is <laughs> a little over a grand. And he's like, I'll give you this and I, I'll take her. And I'll just, she'll be a really nice car to drive around town. I'm like, yeah, she's a great car to drive around town. Yeah, I sir, love I need, driving I need a car. I, I need a car. This. Yeah. <laughs> I don't i can't buy a new car <laughs> especially with a thousand dollars sir do you know how much cars cost right now buddy that's why I mean, i'm still I guess, driving I guess this so. thing that's why he's like what if i could just buy this imagine you try to open a mountain dew you and did instead <laughs> total your car hit someone else's car and then you say to yourself i need a car what if i just buy this car I <laughs> i'll take the car that made it out of this interaction still somewhat running and that's kind of like where we are right now <laughs> My Absolutely car is still much. in Grand Rapids. I got home. The towing company will give us a discount if they like have to already go out to Grand Rapids and then come back. So we're waiting for them to have to go to Grand Rapids and then they'll go pick her up. Mm. And so we're waiting for her to come home and we'll see what the damage is. But I sent some pictures to the Saturn Facebook group I've joined and the outcome is mixed. Some people are like, yeah, you might be able to fix her. And other people are like, send her to the junkyard. But I Damn. will send her to the junkyard before I let this guy have her. Yeah, like, absolutely. seriously. <laughs> yeah, go, you can find, you go find the junkyard she's in. This is your quest now. Mm-hmm. Wild. She's out there somewhere. Yeah, so that's the story of what happened to my car. Wow. <laughs> my poor baby. <laughs> yeah. It's been an adventure. I've learned a lot about car insurance. I learned that she, she had liability insurance because, mm-hmm. like, the insurance person said that because she was so old that liability was all she could have this is false Lies. she can yeah. have regular insurance absolutely so. if you will if you will give them money they will take it yeah but i guess Period. like <laughs> it worked out i guess kind of because if like he had had insurance they would have taken my car and totaled mm. her so yeah, i get to keep my car that will it run true. again I'll keep everyone updated on whether or not she'll run again. We'll find out. Tune in next time. Yeah. It won't be. But Tune in next, next time. time. We won't know by next time. <laughs> yeah, we won't know. It's like, hopefully, by the time you hear this, she's home and at the shop and getting looked at. But uh, yeah. I can't guarantee when she'll yeah. actually make it back in one piece. So I'm kind of just like stuck at home in the middle of the winter. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I guess that's our news for the week. Soundheap with John Luke Roberts is a real podcast made up of fake podcasts. Like, if you had a cupboard in your lower back, what would you keep in it? So I'm going to say mugs. A little yogurt and a spoon. A small handkerchief that was given to me by my grandmother on her deathbed. Maybe some spare honey? I'd keep batteries in it. I'd pretend to be a toy. 
If I had a cupboard in my lower back, I'd probably fill it with spines. If you had a cupboard in your lower back, what would you keep in it? Doesn't exist. We made it up for Sound Heap with John Luke Roberts, an award-winning comedy podcast from Maximum Fun, made up of hundreds of stupid podcasts. Listen and subscribe to Sound Heap with John Luke Roberts now. Learning. Topic of the week. I don't have a great segue other than asking you a question. What's the question? What happened in Anaheim, California in 1950? Disney World open. Disneyland open. Fuck! <laughs> Got him. Brenda's a faker. See ya. Fuck. Hit the bricks. <laughs> oh, God. The Disney adults are going to converge on me and eat my bones. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking mad shit about Disney in the first half. Specifically... At Disneyland, they also started yes. a brand new tradition, which was the Fantasy in the Sky Fireworks Show. Ooh, yes. So over the skies of Anaheim, California, 1958, a dazzling display of fireworks lights up the nighttime sky as Disney fireworks display Fantasy in the Sky premieres, which was to bring in a new layer of entertainment to Disneyland and would go and become a tradition. This fireworks show was requested by Walt Disney himself. He was still around. He's still kicking it. He wanted one to get people to stay in the park longer. And two, it added entertainment for the evening because yeah. the parks are open after the sun goes down. But I feel like at this time, in terms of like amusement park history, like nighttime isn't necessarily like when families stay. Like couples might stay for like cute couple stuff, but mm -hmm. families aren't staying and spending all the money. Someone's like staying yeah. to ride like a merry-go-round or something else that lights up. But that's kind of it. And to this day, I mean, they are legendary People pull up for the fireworks display to the stay in the park. They watch videos on YouTube. People think of fireworks when they think of Disney. It's in their fucking title card for Pete's sake. Yeah. <laughs> but how does Disney pull off these legendary shows with no copycats? You can't copycat a fireworks display. Yeah. Anyone could put true. on the same show if they could. Mm -hmm. So how does Disney make sure they stay unique? And that's what we're figuring out today. Lots of barges. <laughs> <laughs> The answer is barges. Case closed. It's actually not the answer I have, but we'll, we'll get to Ooh. that. So as I mentioned, Fantasy Sky, first fireworks display. Well, Walt set it up himself. It runs until 2000 from what I can understand. Really, mm -hmm. looking at the fireworks displays in Disney is very hard because they, they'll use the same show in different parks and they'll have different amounts of time they've been going for. Yeah. It ended in 2000 in Disneyland, but it was still running in Paris and in Tokyo Disney, I think. And then it was at Disney World for a little bit. But I'm talking specifically just at Disneyland. We're dealing mostly mm -hmm. with Disney for this because <sighs> Disney's really fucking big, guys. And there's that's so many like, parks now. <laughs> there's so many parks. And the resorts also use some of the same shows. And listen, I... I'm like a junior Disney adult. I can admit that about myself, but I'm not about, I do like other things in my life. So I, I don't, I'm sure some Disney adult is listening, rattling off the exact years and run times for each park. I'm not built like that. I, I ain't built like that. And trying to research it was sort of a nightmare because did you know, when you go back too far, there's not the best records. Even the idea that it ran from 50 until 2000 is sort of disputed in terms of like, it may have not been running every night the way they do shows now every night. It just like was the only show they had. Yeah. In 2000, they developed Believe There's Magic in the Stars. This one doesn't run for as long. It only runs for like four or five years. But at this point, we also are getting something very important to this whole production, which is the Walt Disney Creative Entertainment arm of the company. Ooh. 
Brenda, do you, you may have a lot to say about Walt Disney Creative Entertainment? I don't have a lot to say about the arm of creative entertainment Mm -hmm. in general, but I do know that the shows that kind of came out around the Millennium Celebration Mm -hmm. are some of the shows that are looked back on most fondly. So I'm more Mm -hmm. familiar with the Walt Disney side of things. Mm -hmm. So that's around when like Epcot had a I don't remember the name of it. Sorry, I'm a fake Disney adult. They're going to come chew my bones. But <laughs> Epcot had like a very, it was like around the world. It was like a world oh, celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely gorgeous, like super memorable. Mm-hmm. That's one that people look back on fondly. Mm-hmm. So I do know like having that branch of Disney entertainment really kind of helped to make mm-hmm. these like really memorable cutting edge shows. That's around when it became a really big thing and Disney adults mm-hmm. started getting really emotionally attached to these. Yes. Walt Disney Creative Entertainment, they're the ones like curating parks and they're deciding like which characters are in the parks. Like what are they doing in the parks? Like all like what sort of entertainment do those characters do in the parks? Like is Cinderella singing a song? They figure out all that stuff. They are the masterminds in terms of that com- the company. Like they're the arm who figure out entertainment that's going to happen in the parks. They figure out the fireworks show. They handle all the orders. They handle... What show's going to run when and what music they're going to use. Like, they handle all that stuff. And as we're going to when people start getting attached, because now there's, like, business people looking at it and seeing how can we make people come give us money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Things work a lot differently when it's not just, like, a thing we do at our park. It's, like, a thing that we can make people feel attachment to. I mean, also 2000, I feel like, is when you start to get close to, like, first wave nostalgia mining right like people who grew up in the Mm -hmm. 80s now have things that they missed from 20 years ago yep and you can start using some of that stuff too in terms of like don't you remember this thing we did in the eight don't remember when you were a kid you know they start pulling on that (laughs) they really pulled on that around this time like they had the commercials like it's where you can feel like a kid again you're not in the chuck e cheese way no but (laughs) (laughs) not in the toys r us way either it's just it's it's oh that's what i meant chuck e cheese was where a kid can be a A kid. kid and Toys R Us was, what was their slogan? It's, it was just Wait. Toys R Us Kid? Hasn't it always just been Toys R Us Kid? Oh, yeah. Anyone, but it was like anyone can be a Toys R Us yes. Kid, so they'd have like adults playing with toys. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it is that time. Like 2000 is like, I, I specifically remember in like the 2000s, early 2000s, like, man, fucking everything was like all cylinders. Like people, people really, really realized like this <laughs> this long con I set up in the 80s has worked and now it's time to yeah. cash in. <laughs> it's like Gen X are adults now. Yeah. And they're like, oh, remember Teenage Ninja Turtles? You remember like all these things that we love? Like we yeah. gotta like buy like toys. We gotta like heal our inner child. Yeah. We gotta, they're like, that's me. starting. <laughs> they're like, all right, boys, it's time for step two of the plan. <laughs> we have placed every piece of information in their brain. They don't remember all of it, but we're going to make them spend money for it. Walt Disney Creative Entertainment takes over displays. They're no longer just like a thing one guy wants, right? Like a lot of, and I feel like this is true for a lot of Disney things, like for a long, mm, yeah, I feel like comparatively to how old the company is, like for a long time, like it was one guy, like this is what we're doing. Like he, like it's kind of hard when like the dude your check is named after is also still literally your boss to feel like you can do anything he doesn't want. Yeah. He's gone. And now there's this whole arm that's figuring out these displays and how to make them better and fine tune the experiences to ensure optimal entertainment money is had by all the company to see how they can do better. (laughs) I have a question for you. How much money do you think they spend on fireworks? As a, as a as a yeah as like as a company not it's, just it's Disneyland. like couple million i uh-huh t- 
to have enough fireworks to run at all of their parks. So there's mm-hmm. there's World, Land, Paris, Shanghai, Hong Kong, and Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And then like within those, there's multiple parks. And each of those has like a fireworks display mm-hmm. at night. Millions and millions of dollars. Like so much money in fireworks. The Walt Disney Company spends roughly $40,000 on fireworks a day. A day? Holy shit! It is estimated they spend around $50 million a year. Oh my god, that's almost a billion. The Walt Disney <laughs> Company is the second largest buyer of explosives in the world. In the world? What is the first? Is it the U.S. military? The U.S. Department of Defense is the largest <laughs> buyer of explosives in the world. <laughs> and then next is Walt Disney Company. And like... Yeah, the Walt Disney Company isn't buying bombs, right? Like, I don't need some QAnon person. Like, I knew it. Like, no, it's fireworks. It's just fireworks. It's just fireworks. You know, which are explosives. They They have the big boys. Like, they're big. Like, they're, I like, like, again, like, if a fire, like, if a a car full of fireworks blew up, it'd be bad. It would be just as bad, right? Yeah. But, yeah, it is, I found that, and I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean they're only beaten out by the Department of Defense? That's the thing that's, like, what, and the third is, like, uh, is, like, a different country. I forget. It's, like, a different country's Department of Defense. So, it's, like, the United States government's Department of Defense, Walt Disney, a different military. <laughs> Another country. <laughs> Again, this is for the, this is the, the whole company. It's all the parks. It's also the resorts because the resorts also do fireworks. The cruises do fireworks. Mm-hmm. The world? The world? Disney fireworks have ruined all other fireworks for me, honestly. Yeah. Right. And that, that's exactly what we're here about. Like Disney fireworks are unlike any other firework display in the entire world, period. Anyone who's seen one, any other fireworks display you see, it sucks after that. Yeah. It, you're like, this This sucks. It, it's nothing cool is happening. It's not bright enough. There's all this mm-hmm. fucking smoke. I can't breathe. This sucks. It's like, it's not synced to music. Yeah, there's no cool it's- music. There's no cute, cool music, no cool effects. Like Tinkerbell's not flying to the top of the castle. Like yeah. it's, it's just you know, on Fourth of July here, we we've hung out on on Fourth of yeah. July. I I do not care about local firework no. displays. One, I feel like they're they're lame to look at, and two, I feel like they're dangerous. Yeah. Like because these people don't really know how to handle fireworks. At Disney, they do that shit every day. They know how to handle fireworks. Every- $40,000 a day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are quite literally the expert. Like, I don't care. I don't care who you are. If you haven't done fireworks for them, you like they they have to. They have the experts. They do every day. Mm-hmm. And I know those people who run the fireworks shows aren't paid enough. I know they aren't. Am I? There's, oh, yeah. There's no way they are paid enough for what they do for them. To handle massive explosives. 40,000 fireworks a day. (laughs) $40,000 worth of fireworks a day. Like, come on. There's no way. Uh, They they need to be making at least double that. And I know they don't. Mm -hmm. God, yeah. I, woof. Anyway, so yeah, Disney spends a lot of money setting off bombs. Uh, (laughs) uh, Someone's going to soundbite that. (laughs) Send it off to Disney and Mickey Mouse is going to. (laughs) haunt my dreams they're making a lot of money setting off a lot of explosives making a lot of noise in every park resort cruise any other triple land that mickey mouse claims is his but (laughs) 
the thing is like how are they making all this special and how are they going to make all this pollution fireworks make a lot of pollution and a lot of fucking trash like a lot Mm -hmm. and they're dangerous the debris the the like fucking shrapnel i know they're not it's not shrapnel i'm not a chemist and like you see the videos like people look pretty i mean we've you've been to i've been to one like they they don't you're not like a city block away no you're very close you can get hit with ashes yeah i have seen that happen it does happen yeah but they're prepared for when it happens <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's pretty wild how do they keep this going and that mm-hmm. we'll get to after this short break secret histories of nerd mysteries will be back after these messages oh darling why won't you accept my love my dear even though you are a duke i could never love you 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 borrowed a book from me and never returned it (gasps) save yourself from this terrible fate by listening to reading glasses we'll help you get those borrowed books back and solve all your other reader problems reading glasses every thursday on maximum fun welcome back to secret histories of nerd mysteries Fireworks in the United States of America, where Brenda and I are, generate about 60,000 metric tons of CO2 a year. Oh, no. That is akin to adding roughly 12,000 more gas-powered cars onto the streets. We're trying to do the opposite of that. Around the 4th of July, which again, if you're not in the United States, that's like the day we set off. That's the day Brenda was talking about. People set off a bunch of fireworks for no reason. Austin's house becomes a war zone. My house becomes a war It's fucking awful i live up the road from the park where they set off the big fireworks in Grand rapids and i will say this past year we got newer windows with the windows closed because we have ac now because mm-hmm. this past year fourth of july was like hot some years fourth of july like summer hasn't kicked in yet it's still like 70 and you're like whatever mm-hmm. this past year july was hot it was like 90 yeah. july 1st and i was like fuck it was so hot with the windows closed and the ac on i like didn't realize it was fireworks day I like looked out and oh. I was like, what's that flashing? And I look, I like open Facebook local and it's like the city fireworks. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> oh, that's today. What? Anyway, around 4th of July, there's a spike in air pollutants. I would like you to think, what's the percentage of the spike you think, Brenda? For 4th of July? Mm-hmm. Um, I think like it's 20% higher. Double that. It's a 42% increase Ooh. in air pollutants around 4th of July according to research done by the Environmental Protection Agency, specifically a spike in emissions of a chemical called perchlorate, which can disrupt the thyroid's ability to produce hormones needed for normal growth and development, including being linked to asthma, aggregate lung disease, causing asthma, so not just like an asthma attack, but causing asthma, causing acute bronchitis, and increasing the susceptibility to respiratory infections. In people with heart disease, short-term exposures can lead to Heart attacks and arrhythmias. All from the smoke of fireworks. Wow. I'm now concerned about every Disney employee. (laughs) (laughs) As you should be. As anyone should be. That spike, the reason I talk about that data and like how much CO2 fireworks, we don't have like data just on Disney. That doesn't exist that I could find. I'm sure there's some like environmental science PhD who's like done a study on it, but I couldn't find anything published. 
that spike is the closest thing I can think of for like what it could be around Disney who's setting off $40,000 of fireworks a day. I guess, is it an increase if it happens every day? It's just normal now. Now, Disney is really powerful. Yes. But are they powerful enough to get, a, get away with setting off thousands of dollars of environmental damage and health to every human being in the area every night without fallout? I mean, I know they do because they do it. <laughs> But, oh, Opal has an opinion. Opal. <laughs> wow, Opal, do you hate the CO2 emissions in the Anaheim area? This is what you Guess who else hates it? Anaheim. Oh. Actually, Disney is not powerful enough to do it. And they got hit with a bunch of, with a bunch of fines and were ordered to fix it. Oh, my God. But how do you fix that? Exactly. Seeing as the Disney theme parks set off an estimated 1 million fireworks a year, as data collected by the state of Florida suggests... <laughs> They had a conversation with the Walt Disney Company and they were told, hey, you need to cut down on the smoke and air pollutants and trash or you can stop doing fireworks. So <laughs> Disney did what they do very well, which is spend money. And in collaboration with the Los Alamos National Laboratory in New Mexico, United States of America, Disney developed soot-free pyrotechnics. Oh my God. So they were like, all right, well, we'll just build a new fire yeah we'll just we'll just do something people think is impossible (laughs) no biggie we'll just create a new firework that doesn't yeah absolutely they they were just like oh okay we'll just develop a new science uh (laughs) they do this shit all the time have you seen that like vr floor they invented yes recently that thing is fuck is insane. Like the guy's just like walking and it keeps like Yes, please explain please towards- explain it to people. Yeah. Okay. So this is like a VR floor. So you know like VR rigs right now you have to be like strapped in mm-hmm. and like on a treadmill and like this mm-hmm. whole gear. This is literally just a floor with like all these like hexagons on it and if you walk it slowly pushes you back towards the middle of the floor. Mhm. And somehow it can work with multiple people, too. Like, it's an absolutely insane piece of technology. And, like, the guy from Disney who Mm -hmm. was in charge of it was being interviewed. Mm -hmm. And the interviewer was like, what are you going to do with this technology? And the guy's just like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know? They just just making stuff. They're like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. They're just making stuff. We'll make it something. I can't pretend I don't consume Disney media but they have so mm-hmm. much money to the point where a, the, a, a state, an entire state in the country of the United States of America said, you should stop fireworks. And he said, no, it's okay. We'll just develop a new science instead. They just, we'll just make they a just, better firework. They just did it. They just did it. They just fucking, and it's like, then they could have just done it all along, but it didn't until someone told them. They're like, who cares? Yep. They had to be forced to do it, but they could do it. Oh my <laughs> like- gosh. So an ordinary firework is cardboard packaging and then there's charcoal mm-hmm. and gunpowder. And then there's these dextrin binders. Dextrin is a type of chemical compound they use in fireworks to hold everything together. And then there's like some other stuff. So the charcoal and the gunpowder doesn't bounce around. That's mm-hmm. just listed as organic filler. Sometimes it's paper. Sometimes it's more cardboard. It's just like stuff. So it's packed in tight. Disney it built a firework that replaces these components with nitrogen-based compounds. They use things like tetrazole, which is sometimes used in airbag deployment, so something to like launch the firework out of its casing. Mm-hmm. And tetrazine, which is a boom-boom powder, but it's nitrogen-based instead of charcoal and gunpowder-based. Ah. I read 
four different articles and research papers <laughs> trying to shove this through my brain. I'm like, I haven't taken chem. I took AP chemistry and never looked back on chemicals again. And I'm looking at fucking like chemical compounds and how it's stable and not stable. So tetrazine, for example, is extremely unstable. So that is the side effect. Mm-hmm. Tetrazine, you cannot shake it too much. Ooh, no. Essentially, what they get is a fast, fully combusting, hot burning substance. So there's less smoke. There's less debris than a typical firework. There is still some, as we already talked about. But it cuts back a ton. Whereas like a typical firework, I mean, you, when you watch a city firework, you can like see detritus. There's a reason why they do it over water. Let's say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A typical big boy firework. Like, there's a reason why in most states that are smart, you can't just set it off like by a house. Those coals come down hot. That doesn't include Michigan. That we does can not fire include off Michigan. The big boys yes, people anywhere do. Here, I hear them hit my roof, and I'm like, "Is today today?" Yep. I'll have you know, <laughs> I was in Grand Rapids on Fourth of July, and a firework didn't hit my car. <laughs> <laughs> A firework wasn't opening a Mountain Dew. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So they've done it fast, fully combusting, whole thing burns up. So there's not really trash, hot burning substance. They have made a new firework, but they don't stop there. (laughs) That was in the 1990s. And it gets done around 2000, which is when they switched the show to like try this firework out. Mm -hmm. In 2004... Disney starts using an air pneumatic system instead of liftoff charges made of gunpowder. And I was trying to read about it because you can look at the diagram because they, not to get too ahead of myself, but they patent this thing. So like you can go look it up on the patent office and like see the diagrams for it. It's just like you you would think of like for an air pneumatic system of anything else where it's like you pack the thing in and there's like compressed air and it shoots it out. Yeah. So they don't need to blow up something to shoot the firework out for it to combust. They like launch it and then the firework explodes itself. Oh, because they use something extremely volatile. <laughs> yeah. So with, by the time it actually explodes, it's like way up there. The fireworks are relatively eco-friendly. They're still bad. Like you don't want to breathe yes. in tetrazine. Just listen. Mm-hmm. Just hear that name. You're like, that isn't something that goes in my body. That's not for me. That, that is not oxygen. <laughs> so I'm good. But it makes them extremely unique. It cuts down the smoke, uh, which mm-hmm. is better for your lungs and visibility. As we talked about before, city fireworks suck. Yeah. But there's one other important aspect here, Brenda. They can patent this stuff. Oh. <laughs> because they made it. You, how do, they made how, it. They made it. It's theirs. The, you can't. You, yeah. how, how are you going to copy me? That's mine. That's actually mine. So Disney yeah. Disney has like created a semi-eco-friendly firework. Yes. And they're just like, but it's mine. Yes, exactly. You no, can't you, have it. No one else can. You, If you wanted it, you would have to buy it from them and they do not sell them. They don't make them. <laughs> they do have them made by someone else. Mm-hmm. But like, it's their design. Like they gave it to wherever they get them from. It's disputed where they get their fireworks from. I went through many Disney adult Reddits where they were discussing where they come from. Because those people are just built different. Uh, they I'm truly like, are. I'm like, truly. if someone knows, these people have already found it, dog, and they have a dispute. There's like three places it could come from. But it's their patent, so they give it to whoever their seller is, or sellers, and then they build the fireworks to their specifications. Which is... Wait, Austin. Yes. Sorry, I had an idea, and I don't want to forget it. Okay, so you've heard the conspiracy that, like, the glitter, like, mm-hmm. the largest buyer of glitter is unknown. Oh. Is Disney putting glitter in the fireworks? Is that... <laughs> Is that 
Because they're like, you wouldn't guess that there would be glitter in this thing. And so people are like, oh, is it like used as like a sand substitute? Is it in our food? Is it is it in the Mickey fireworks? It, no, be, it listen, would make sense. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't. The fact <laughs> the fact that it's unknown and it isn't just Disney tells me it has to be Disney for some reason. Like yeah, there's no like, there's no reason not, there's no reason for yeah, it to be unknown. Exactly. Like it, it's they want it to be like completely secret and like you know they're like oh you won't be able to figure you would never expect there'd yeah. be glitter in this thing and it's like what? <laughs> Tell me where the glitter goes. In my head, fucking Goofy and Donald are mixing up firework components in the lab in Los Alamos, New Mexico, <laughs> and they Goofy actually knocks over a jar of glitter chemical X style, and Donald's like. I've never tried to do a Donald voice before. Oh my god, that felt horrible. Yeah, it's awful. It's terrible. Wow, how does that guy do that? I I don't know what sort of pack they made, but I hope they're happy with it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't patent a fireworks show. You cannot copyright it. The the US Copyright Uh Office is very clear they have rules on it and it must be because of disney because again they are the second largest buyer of explosives in the world and the in largest the buyer of, a, of fireworks in the world there's no other reason for the u.s copyright office to have a line on the website about you can't copyright fireworks shows oh my god there's no there's literally no other reason but i feel like maybe they should be able to copyright fireworks shows because there's like music you can copyright and... that so okay as but if, the fireworks and okay yes continue the show itself so like if you film a disney and you put it on youtube you need to make sure you take the audio out because they will get you for the music ah okay so that's how they get people is like you can't like you can't replicate our show exactly you can't use the same firework you don't have the same kind of launchers you can't use the music for sure so you can try but we have made it so the way we do shows cannot be done other places. Ah, okay. There is a one little loophole around it that I'll make a detour because I didn't really put it in here. Is I found mm-hmm. a list, a page of like Disney copyright firework stuff that I couldn't find again. So I didn't like put it in because I couldn't refine it. That was Rip. like pictures. And I was like, oh, they did the clown face thing. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, can I tell everyone about the clown face thing? Yes. All right. So clowns have, in order to copyright their clown makeup, they have to draw their clown makeup onto an egg mm-hmm. and then put that egg in a museum. And that's how they copyright their makeup style. Yep. If you're a real, cl- <laughs> if you are a real clown, like yes. capital R real clown, they will ask like, where's your egg? Yeah. So like Bozo the clown has like just a very specific way that his makeup is done. And I'm assuming there's a Bozo the clown egg somewhere. Yeah. They put it on an egg and you can copyright that that thing that can be so in a similar fashion you can copyright the picture of the design and so if someone makes the same design in a fireworks show you can claim they are infringing on your copyright of that picture Ooh, okay that is one thing i found was it's just like a page of like different and there's like of course like the mickey head and they've done like the mm-hmm. other friends and a few other like what felt like more obscure designs that must be related to like something in disney that it's not my bag you know <laughs> like they can't copyright just like a typical burst or like a tree or whatever but maybe it was like the tree from lion king or it's meant to be or like that kind of stuff yeah like one in the shape of like simba like the, yeah. that simplistic simba exactly so disney holds the following patents when it comes to fireworks mm-hmm. u.s patent number five million six hundred twenty seven thousand three hundred thirty eight <laughs> 
entitled Fireworks Projectile Having Distinct Shell Configuration. This patent covers a projectile that includes a shell. That's the, that's the, the, fire, the way they build fireworks. <laughs> As essentially like the way they make their shell is a, they have patented. Interesting. They also hold a patent on an electric time fuse, which is an mm. electronic time fuse for controlling and initiating the explosion of an explosive. So their fireworks are not lit. They're launched with an air pneumatic device, and then they have an electronic time fuse on them to blow up when it's time that they can control. And then they have their last one is the precision fireworks display system having decreased environmental impact, which is their patent for rapidly burning fireworks. So they turn into flakes that are meant to be harmless by the time they reach the ground. Wow. So with those three patents and some pictures they use and, you know, making an entirely new stream of firework technology that they then took for just themselves... They have ensured that the Disney fireworks displays will remain unique forever and that no one else can copy them exactly. They can try. They can use, eventually use some sort of like royalty free Disney songs in another 20 years, I guess, and try to make a Steamboat Mickey head specifically, but it will not be the same. No. Uh, Oh, Disney also has a patent for drones. Okay, I was going to ask about where drones come into this, because you see like a lot of other theme parks, instead of having fireworks shows, are kind of leaning more towards drones. Yeah. So what is Disney's policy with drones? So Disney has a patent on various drone technologies that help them do movie projection. Like Tinkerbell flying to the top of the castle. They made these very specific unmanned aerial vehicle drone that they copyright and this was in 2014 like they weren't even done yet like they they started using these i feel like it was after the shows came back after lockdown right i think so they did like a lot of changes they were like in the process of changing a bunch of shows before lockdown yeah and so after lockdown they kind of finally started rolling these out let me tell you once again yes people are unsure how they achieve this <laughs> People who like study technology and work with drones, because Disney's indicated that like sometimes there's more than 50 drones in the air making these images. Oh my God. And people who work on drones are like, how? (laughs) (laughs) How are they so synchronized? Yeah. You can see the patent and like how it's meant to work because you have have to turn in your diagram. Mm -hmm. But they're like, I don't know how you put this together i don't know how it works i don't know how they control so many at once like especially in the parks like there's so many fucking radio signals like from people from the other people in the park alone the interference should be Mm -hmm. a nightmare for that many things to work in sync so what what frequency are they working on exactly exactly (laughs) this shouldn't be possible what dark magic has the mouse wrought upon us yeah i listen why did i bring this one because I was like, I want a topic I think will be really interesting, but I don't think Brenda knows a lot about the fireworks shows, and I do for some reason. Two, (laughs) they have enough money, everybody, but they have pioneered not one, but two different streams of technology and alchemical formulas, and people that are experts are like, I don't know how they did this. (laughs) Yeah. And they, because they don't show their math because they don't want anyone to copy them, Mm -hmm. right? Like, it isn't like some dude was like, I found a way to make drones so they could display when there's like a semi tipped over up the highway in the air so you can get off early or something, you know? It's like they made this to put Tinkerbell on top of a castle in real life. They saw Megamind and were like, bet. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess I've never really thought about why does Universal not do fireworks shows? Like both of their parks in, not in Anaheim, they're a little bit further out there in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And then in Florida, like, I feel like Universal does parades begrudgingly, not because they really want to, but because they feel like it's expected of them as a theme park. And they don't do fireworks shows because they can't make proprietary. They- well, Disney doesn't let anyone else use their fireworks. Yeah. So Universal would be like also have the pressure yeah. from like the California area of like making sure that like they can't have debris. So yeah. it's like they can't do fireworks shows at all because they would still have to use old timey fireworks yeah. that have toxic chemicals toxic, in it bad chemicals too much smoke debris mm-hmm. everywhere all this all the trash employees are gonna they, they gotta pay people like triple time to pick up that trash all night can't be there in the morning all the trash yeah it, that's baffling like also i'm just thinking like before they switched like the cleanup for that must have been a night they had to have night shift night people night. right there must be because there's no yeah. way they're asking people who have been there all day they're not gonna pay them to well, stay Disney- all night Disney does have people who stay all night. Oh my God. Or at least they used to. Like they would have people, Universal used to do this too. Like they would have people who would literally go around the park and repaint things every day and scrape gum every night. And like, I feel like they've moved away from that, which is unfortunate because it's what used to set Disney apart is that you would never see any gum. Mm. You would never see anything that's like broken down. Mm -hmm. That's what I really miss about like the Eisner era. Mm. Like he definitely had a lot of missteps, (laughs) but... Ah, my guys, no. <laughs> Get that gum make off the, Disney the floor. Full size Disney hotel. You cannot buy gum to this day at Disney. Wow. Like, yeah, gum is not sold. They're like, if we don't sell gum, there will be less gum to pick true. up. Every- That's <laughs> true. That's true. Most people coming are visiting via flight. Like, you're not gonna buy gum for your kid at the airport, and you get to Disney, and there's no gum. And they're like, I want gum. I'm like, sucks. You can't get gum at the airport either. Oh, that makes you know, that makes sense. That makes sense. I tried. That makes a lot of sense why you couldn't get gum in yeah. the airport. They don't want gum on the seats. Damn, you really gotta you really gotta be getting in the car to get dropped off and think, do I want gum? Because I need to stop at a gas station. Yeah, it's like I remember one time I used to be like a cereal gum chewer. Now I just brush my teeth all the time, which is also bad for me. But anyway, so like I went to Florida one time and I did not bring enough gum. So we had to go to a gas station. My mom's also a smoker. So that was also the only place to get cigarettes (laughs) and to get gum. They said no vices in Disney World unless you want to Mm -hmm. spend some cash. Well, also back then you couldn't get alcohol. Now you can. Damn. But you couldn't drink in any of the parks except for Epcot. But I cannot imagine drinking at Disney. I think I'd die. Yeah, it's... It's hot. It's hot. You're walking... It's a walkable city. The also the prices must be obscene. Oh, the prices absolutely. must be obscene. Oh my like, god! You know, I complain price. about paying eighteen dollars for a bottle of soju, but like I, they have to be astronomical. I'm just thinking about like Disney. when I've been to California in hotels, and I've stayed in a lot of hotels where like it's like the hotel is here downtown is 30 minutes away so i'm like well yeah so an hour and a half because i'm in california and there's <laughs> i'm not gonna so that's that's a no i'm just gonna stay at my hotel and i paid like 950 for sam adams i cannot um, <laughs> sam adams, i cannot no. imagine how much i drink at disney i can't it's obscene no. over double digits at least at least yeah at least like oh my god like food at disney is so expensive yes. and like don't let the disney girlies instagram girlies tell you any different yeah. it's really nothing that special unless you have like hundreds of dollars to spend on a steak or something yeah. like their normal burgers 
It's a burger. It's fine. It feeds you. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's food. You you're stuck yeah. here. There's no like you you bought the pass. You should stay. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't bring food in. Yeah. So it's like you you're just like stuck. You can go back to the hotel. There's cheaper food there. And it, it's so it, it varies hotel to hotel. So you really have mm-hmm. to travel around all of them. <laughs> like they got you. Anyway, yeah. that's the Walt Disney Company's fireworks and drones. We don't know how they work. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esperanza Asterion, and you can find more of her work at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was narrated by Greg Aronica, and you can find him at Cafe3G on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter, Blue Sky, and TikTok. The show is edited every week by Brenda Snell. If you love this show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you consume your podcast content. This podcast is a proud part of the Maximum Fun Podcast Network. See you for the next mystery, Mistorians! Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.